because I think it was Lao Tzu that said, the journey of one million noses begins with a single cunt. From the smallest room in New York City. You gotta check that diaper. Here comes a show that gives you a reason you to live. check that diaper. They should do pants. Yeah. You gotta take their pants off. Sometimes yeah. you gotta check it okay. multiple and times. I remember, like, well, then what's your fucking problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is an interesting thing. It all started with a chance meeting. Warm Wednesday in Little Italy, June 10th, Grant Street near Lafayette Street, 4.15 p.m. 35-year-old Asian woman couldn't have known what was about to happen. Sitting on a bench in front of the Paragot Parisian Cafe, taking a little rest when a man walked up and tried to start a conversation. Probably happens to women all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it went nowhere. Well, she wasn't aware that the man, Mr. Talented, had been through this scenario a number of times already. He walked off, but he returned moments later carrying a white plastic bag with something hard in it, which he used to clobber her on the chin. That's victim one. Mr. Talented is the nobody artist that nobody wanted. That's right. Like a lot of unwanted people, uh, they may not go away for a long, long time. He used many things to many people, and to many people, not a thing. The New York Times called him an artist and bow tie designer. Uh, yes, uh, and the New York Post referred to him as a spotlight-loving, hate-bash suspect. Uh, the New York Daily News simply called him a creep. After the crime spree was played out, Mr. Talented had taken his final bow and made his very strange exit. Uh, the NYPD Chief of Detectives William Aubrey would say it was one of the strangest stories he'd heard in a long time. What of the way an artist lives his life, though? Joining me now, Tony Tudor. Hi, Tony. Hey, yeah, well, yeah well, this uh, Mr. Talented is. Uh, this may be part one of a series here because he has so much, uh, you know, richness to his life, and and he and uh, so much, uh, so much contradiction. I think you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy who 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 was an artist, uh, you know, but but he also had a, a different side. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things as we go on. Mr. Talented, actually the uh, 2015 winner of uh, the NYC Crime Report uh, Award, NYC Crime Award for, I'm not going to tell you yet because I don't want to ruin the surprise, Best Suicide. I made him wait half a second. <laughs> Brian Katsu Rivera in the booth. How you doing, Ryan? I remember uh, giving this gentleman the award and, uh, you know, he earned it. He, he 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 did earn it. He did. I mean, like there were some great suicides yeah, too. I was gonna say many, many. Uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't it wasn't quite the pack that we had the year before. 2014 was sort of a bumper crop. We had a, uh, the one that I remember most is the guy who put a chain around his neck. Yeah, uh, and uh, and got into his Honda Pilot tied, and the chain, by the way, was tied to a post, and he just uh, drove off, and then it jerked his head off. Head went rolling out into the street, and then he got ticketed for littering and for illegal parking and all kinds mm. of other shit. But anyway, he was dead, and, and uh, yeah, he, he, he beheaded himself. Wow. So Not he, connected to ISIS. And he, um, did, did he win? Or? Did he win? The, no, that, that guy was the winner, yeah. That guy yeah. was the, probably far and away the winner. Yeah. I don't see how you can beat that. No, no. Even by even with the Electoral College in play. Oh, no. Well, like, you know, what what about an artist, how he lives his life? Can a man's very life be art, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, do you mean in in what sense? In Well, in, in the sense that, like, when you're living your life, 
you know, most people think like, well, what I want is some security. Yeah. What I want is to, you know, have children pass my name on or some shit like that. Right. You know, and, 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 and if the, in terms of art, maybe that would be like a, uh, you know, you would, you would think of it as like a, you know, happy trees guy. You know what I mean? It's sort of bland. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to really go nuts and you live your life in an artistic way, say like uh, Andy Kaufman yeah. or, uh, or Mr. Talented, then, or, or like, or like yourself, actually, yeah, they, you know, living your life as if it's art. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, that, I, I guess that's the sense I mean. I mean, like, basically, you're making an artistic statement rather than just trying to achieve security. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think everything. He, I think he got to a point where he couldn't even separate who he was from the artist. You I know, think you're right. And then. Um, yeah, and that's a dangerous place to be. Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're like Pete Townsend or something. Right, right. You know, you, you have to have that separation between who you are and some of the, you know, shittier uh latter era who songs that you sing. Right, right. Now, uh the, what about a man's death though? Cuz a man's death sometimes is a continuation of his art? of his of his life, which is art. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and it was an artistic um it was an artistic uh, death and and, yeah. and and now and it still goes on. That that he is, and and that's the other part. If if a man's uh, dead and he's continuing his art, but nobody really gives a shit, right? And it's the uh, then that's another problem. You know, maybe this will be discovered. Maybe Mr. Talented's art will be discovered at a later date. But we're way ahead of the story here. Yeah. He was a man of many talents. Yeah, most of them dubious. He liked to consider himself a writer. He was a blogger. Mm -hmm. You know any bloggers? Um, just. Mr. Talented, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, the others. I subscribe to his blog. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. The rest I... of them are like girls who complain about getting raped. Right. Yeah, if you're a blogger, being a blogger is like being a member of ISIS. You know, anybody who isn't one of them has no interest in reading their shit. Yeah, yeah. But he proudly stated his blog had over a hundred thousand views. Uh, that was in 2015. Now he has over 400,000 views. He's doing well for himself now. He's on the rise. Yeah, he's... And I think that the blog has actually improved since uh, late June 2015. Now, of course, he had to follow the conventions of the blog form, pouring out his heart, feeling sorry for himself, all the while dishing out tart criticism aimed at people who just didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he, he loved everyone, he said. And yeah, then, he he did try to spread that, but that's I, I, you know what I I got a feeling that that's one of those things people say when they're very angry. Yeah, because he loved everyone um, to the point where he um, he wanted to he tried to save people. Like um, what was you know people who were addicted to cocaine. Yeah, yeah, which we'll discuss later. Yeah, but but, but when you talk about him in terms of love, sometimes mm -hmm. uh, you, you love people so much it hurts. Sometimes yeah. you love people so much you make their decisions for them. Sometimes you love people so much that really what you're actually loving is your own reflection in the mirror of your brain. And uh, like most bloggers, he was lonely, narcissistic, and grandiose. He had a lot of big plans. He dreamed big. But his dream would become a weak, long nightmare for the Asian women of New York City in a, in a, in a crime spree that is unprecedented in its weirdness and lack yeah. of actual damage. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, sacrifices were made. Um, yeah, but nothing too uh, extreme. Nobody's no, killed here. No. Stakes are low. He's bonking people in the face. <laughs> Maybe there's some stitches. You've got some staples in your head, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Not, have, why'd you get it staples? It wasn't from a guy that... Um,
was attracted to you. No, no, it wasn't. You rejected him. I, you never reject anybody. No, we were yeah, exactly. What happened to your head? Um, were you, you're playing in your treehouse. I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I fell asleep. Is the last thing I remember. Yeah. And, um, next thing I'm. Um, in an often ambulance. is, yeah. It often is, yeah. You, know. you came, basically you came out of a blackout in an ambulance. Yeah, and, um, um, a lot of people would panic in the situation, in that kind of circumstance. But I've you know, been there before. Yeah, you know, so uh, it's a familiar thing. Yeah, you know, it was like, hey, Gary. Um, like, what is this? Oh, all right, yeah. yeah he's like, the deal. Tony, how you doing? And you know, <laughs> hey, Tony. Yeah, well, he's actually he was just making his rounds. I didn't even have to call. Um, that's fucking really neighborly, yeah. actually. Yeah, he, he's like, let's go see if Tony's, uh, you know, cracked his head open again. Get ready for more action. Just four hours later, this guy attacked again, this time a 29-year-old woman, also Asian, walking down Park Avenue in Midtown. Friday, another victim, this time on the Upper East Side, the woman, Asian, 34, on 2nd Avenue and 60th Street around 12.25 a.m. Cops saw the pattern. They had a serial <laughs> attacker of Asian holes on their hands. That's right. And the guy's name is Mr. Talented. The following day, the fourth known victim in the bizarre crime spree. That's him right there. Look at him. Look at the size of that head. Looks like a Cosby kid. <laughs> Tell me that's not a water head. It's funny. That is like full-blown cone head almost. You're not even concealing the weapon either. It's just... Well, you see, yeah, you don't conceal a bag. It's like a, it's, it's, it's self-concealing. It's in a bag. Yeah, he had something hard in there. You know, it was like maybe it's an old egg roll or something. Well, uh, the following day now, like I said, the fourth victim in the bizarre crime spree, he was working his way back downtown in a Chinatown dry cleaners. 48 Mulberry, 4 p.m., the victim 41. The sicko lady basher walked up to her and asked if he could get his clothes dry clean there, which seems like a normal thing to ask in a dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, if I walk in and I say, can I get my clothes dry cleaned here? And the lady ignores me. You know, I can see where he's frustrated. Oh, I would, yeah. Um, Not like he walked up and asked her for some pussy. Right. Uh, I mean, if if I walked in and, you know, I asked that and they ignored me, if I had something to bonk them with, I would probably use it. You'd bonk away. Yeah. You'd, you'd feel like that's I like... I think most people don't have them. Like, they have clothes with them. You can't really bonk someone with that. Right, no. So, and, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the point. Is If you're just wearing your clothes, they go, oh, what are you going to do? Strip down? Yeah. Have this fucking black ninja shirt? Yeah. Uh, maybe he was trying to get her attention. You know, just... It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, she didn't answer, hey, so he's like, "Hey, wake so, up!" So he, he walked in there. She ignored him. She he left, and she called nine one one. But he returned shortly after, and he told her, "I don't appreciate the way you're talking to me." Did now? Did he drop the clothes off? With no clothes. Oh, okay. So. He, I think he was just trying to ask a question, like uh, like sort of like you walk in and go, "What's the soup of the day?" You know, but right. you're in a like a, a, a like a like a walk-in clinic. Okay. You don't okay. have any soup. You know, okay. you're just trying to talk to the nurse. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the, the guy, uh, like I said, he, he said, I don't like the way you're talking to me. And, he, and uh, as he spoke, he was fiddling with a gray plastic bag in his hand. And then she again told him to leave, and he held up a perverted message on his cell phone, which he'd translated into Cantonese, saying he wanted to lick her private parts in Cantonese. Oh, so he learned... <laughs> That's how you say everything in Cantonese. <laughs> so he knows Cantonese... Well, I think that what he did, he's probably put it right into his Google Translate. I want to lick your privates. Right. So this wasn't just a, 
This was premeditated. Premeditated, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, he didn't happen to have it on there. He showed it to her. You say things to people sometimes, you know, and you're like, oh, why did I say that? But this was yeah. like, <laughs> you know. It didn't just come flying out of his mouth. Right. Every once in a while, you will say, I want to lick your private part. Oh, yeah, what, what I'm was sorry. I thinking, you know? I, I was, that was just something I could have kept yeah, inside. And they're like, we'll call you about the job, you know? Yeah, and then you see what happens, and yeah. probably uh, you end up just breaking in later. Well, uh, <laughs> He whacked her on the face with his heavy bag again. Uh, one more time. See that? See, and, and by the way, offering to lick the private parts of a forty-one a forty-one-year-old Asian hag. Hey, that's pretty nice. Dry cleaners. Yeah, you go. Hey, that's that's a big compliment. Absolutely. I'm willing to lick your nasty, old, weird, sweaty privates. Yeah. Maybe if he would have said that, <laughs> then she would have, you know. And he had the courtesy to say it in her native tongue. To me, if you make that if you make that kind of step forward, then the least uh, you can uh, ask for, uh, the least you can expect is, is is like a polite response. You know, like not Absolutely. get the fuck out of here. It's so hard to figure I would people. Be like, I don't have a pussy, but you can. I have an ass. Like that was very nice. I mean, yeah, it's out. private. It's a private part. Yeah, you can lick it. I mean, that was very polite the way you. Came upon, yeah, I mean, you, you speak to me in my native tongue, right? And uh, we're, in, we're in America. <laughs> you can speak to my ass in your native, native tongue. Native. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the woman's coworker at the Paragon Cleaners witnessed the attack. Said, "Ahong Chu, I'm jealous." Zoom tight. Oh. Uh, there were bruises on the right side of her mouth and blood on the counter. Those were all there before, probably. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, can use cleaners. Yeah, she's a, everyone's afraid, and there's not much they can do," said a horrified Jew, speaking through a translator. A horrified Jew? Did you say? Jew, horrified Jew. Oh. Name's Chew. Oh, oh. I hung Chew. I thought you said a Jew. Very sneeze like. <laughs> this, uh, I'm, I'm sure some there were there were horrified Jews. Yeah. Uh, on that day, the series of attacks they left all the Asian women on edge. Now, so here's what we have: we have mm. these strange attacks. And uh, for a minute, they don't know who's doing this. They go, hey, I remember this happening. And day by day, new developments, right? And, and uh, women were afraid because yeah. he'd walk up to them and try to talk to them. God knows what he would say. I mean, uh, how do you speak to a, a stranger on the street to begin with? That's already hard enough. It's very difficult. A stranger on the street who is so inscrutable and so disinterested in everything that you could possibly have to offer. Yeah. That's how I regard Asian women is they're like, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Man's black. Uh, Mr. Town is a he's a yeah, young black man. Obvious, yeah, and he felt it was his uh, oh that's... color of his skin. He felt it was racist. Right, that it was racist that they that the he, he was picking out a certain race. So it was kind of racist of him to 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 say that they were being racist. Right. Anytime you accuse a whole group of of anything, yeah, <laughs> even racism, that's it's kind of a racist right. tactic. It was, it was racist of all Asians. Yeah, and, and you really, you know, the thing is, you can't take racism out of the equation, you know, uh, ever, it seems. But, like, when for me personally, I always, I never did, I, you know, you have to explain it in some way other than, like, I always thought Asian women weren't uh, interested in me because they just thought I was too rich. Right, right. You know, I figured that's a rich motherfucker right there. I don't want to, I don't want to get involved with somebody who's going to buy me shit. Yeah, that's, I have got that, not rich, but, but yeah. I have a... You, you, large penis. And, oh, oh, it's the, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, women I, are afraid of it. Well, yeah, if they know, if they've heard the stories, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, I don't know if your penis is large. I've never seen your penis, but I, I, is it possible that it's not really extra large, but it's just like larger than uh, most of the very small holes that you try to get it into? 
Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's it's, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, um, it could be adults. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, I guess maybe you know that you bring up a good point. I'd, maybe if I tried with an adult, I'd get a different reaction. Yeah, maybe like uh, yeah, if you tried with uh, hey uh, uh, Ryan Katsu Rivera in the booth. How are you? You're not you're not sort you don't seem into the show or something. What's oh no, the I am. Uh, there's just um, there's a couple of things we got a, a Skype we're looking forward to with a real Asian girl. A, a, a and, real Asian girl. And I'm a little nervous because I usually don't even speak to those types. Oh, you know, I, the thing is, is like I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you something. I, 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 I our, our guest is Esther Ku. Uh, you know, our podcast, Ku uh, and the Gang, and it's uh, something else. When I tell you, she's just uh, a remarkable entertainer, and I saw her for many years uh, around, and I, I, I feel like I knew her for uh, probably ten years, and uh, we never had a conversation. Ever? We just yeah. look up at each other and nod. Sounds like every uh, other Asian hello? I come across into the city. Well, that's also me. I have a little social anxiety disorder. You yeah. know, I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, I tell you. I, I'm it's, that, that's why the first... Right now. How many times did you talk to me before I answered you back? <laughs> that's a good point. Long time, right? That's a good point, You had yeah. to bring me, like, uh, treats and gifts. I had gifts to force and, you to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, though, I saw one tweet you did where you did an impression of me, and I invited you to do the show. That's a good point. So that's, that was quick. Yeah. But I didn't want to make a whole friendship out of it. That's yeah. Here we are, friends. <laughs> yeah. It's true. How about Esther Koo? Is she coming? Esther Koo is here. Let me, um, can you hear me, Esther? Yes. Hello. Right. Cool. How are you doing? Oh, All I right. can't see her on the monitor. I'm going to the monitor you in off. right about near. Can you switch the monitor on? Oh, I certainly can. That'd be great. Hi, Esther. How are you? I was using... I'm good. How are you? Great. We're having a good time in New York. The weather is, you know, about right. It's probably not as good as Los Angeles. That's where you are. Yeah, you guys are getting a blizzard this weekend? No kidding. I didn't know. That's I funny when people from out of town tell you about the weather. Yeah. Yeah. How much snow are you going to get? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> let me check the paper here. Uh, it says, Ask Esther. <laughs> uh, what about you? I hope we don't get too much. I don't really give a shit anyway. I mean, it, I might I uh, love snow. I might come in for the blizzard. <laughs> wow, uh, that's a that's a bold statement. I mean, the blizzard is not that pleasant to be in, and and it's nice at first, I guess, because you have the, the and, uh, and this is the same thing that every old person says. But uh, it really does get ugly in New York once it gets all fucking piled up, frozen, and it turns black. It looks like some kind of like a rare fucking uh, like some kind of ore or something, you know. What's wrong with black snow? Now I know why you're on the Kumia network. You're huh. <laughs> If there's what? anything I can't stand, it's colored snow. But uh, let Don't me guess, like it's, it. pre it's pretty when it's white, right? There you are. Hey, look, speaking of pretty when it's white, look at you in your in your bedroom there. This where you live? What's up? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's it looks very uh, like like you haven't decorated all that much, but you've 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 kept it in, in kind of a pristine state. Well, <laughs> like a dollhouse. <laughs> I know. I need. I just painted it, so I need to. Uh, I'm always traveling, so you know. Yeah, it's hard I, to get get decorating, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, you, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I, there's so many things I let go just because I don't plan on being home all that much. Uh, but then, uh, I, but uh, my home is a different story. Now, uh, you uh, read these. Uh, are you aware of Mr. Talented, the uh, artist? And, and not and, only am I aware of him, but I was in New York when it was happening, and I was in a cab, and I saw like the ticker at the bottom, like man is attacking Asian women on the street. <laughs> And I'm like, and they didn't specify like what kind of man. And I'm like, can you tell us like, and then once I, once I looked it up more, I was like, okay, you could have written a black man, you know, but everybody's so afraid of offending, you know, 
black people or offending whoever. Or that offending they black write. snow. You don't want to offend the black snow. <laughs> right. Like, like, let me know when I should be, like, crossing the street if I see a black guy with a plastic bag in his hand that could look like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it, it would be nice, wouldn't it? They used to do that, and I think that it got to the point where they were saying uh, black male so many times that they just got embarrassed. Uh, but that, if that's what's yeah, happening, that's, that's what's happening. That's how we know that the media, they only care about blonde white women because if they cared about Asian women, they would have given us more of a warning and I would have stayed home that night. Oh, well, I, I, you only had about a week in there, but, but it was terrifying, huh? It really frightened you. It was, yeah, extremely terrifying. Like, uh, instead of taking Ubers where you, like, wait on a corner... 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and then they reroute and all that. I just started taking taxis because I was scared. You know, you're just standing on a corner and the guy could just come around and clock you. Not much of a uh, public transportation type person, subway and whatnot? No, 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 I mean like the times when I do take Uber. I subway all the time. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> just checking in. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this guy was uh, certainly an odd guy. Uh, and I, I don't even know if you could call these, uh, I mean, I guess technically it's a hate crime, but it's almost more like a frustration crime. You know, he felt uh, rejected and he felt, you know, uh, like as, as if they didn't like him, but, uh, you know, because of his color and race. He liked and them. Yeah, because he really likes them. Yeah. But then he, uh, he, he sort of... I don't know, he morphed into something a little more dangerous than that. Have you ever had anybody get obsessed with you? I'm sure you have. Um, well, <laughs> you know what? Actually, ever since I started my podcast and like people find out personal details that I tell like long-form stories rather than just, you know, a five-minute stand-up routine here and there, mm -hmm. I am finding that when I do perform, like people show up. Like I had one guy, he showed up to all six of my shows on an entire weekend once. Jesus. And the club manager called me and was like, is this normal? Do your fans go to like all of your shows? And at the time I was like, I was like, I just wanted to sell tickets. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's normal. Let him come in. <laughs> but now looking back when I was talking to Bobby Lee, he's like, get away from that guy. Like, showed up. <laughs> yeah. Where was that? What town was that? Or you probably don't want to say, you don't want to, you don't, you can tell us. You don't want to set the guy off or anything. Uh, the guy was, a, did he do anything? Did he make any steps or did it just creep you out? No, he didn't creep me out until Bobby Lee told me this guy should creep you out. Yeah. Yeah. I he was see. like, he was like, that guy looks like a serial killer. <laughs> and I'm like, you're just racist against like creepy white guys. Yeah. Well, that, I, I, you, you, you won't go wrong a lot of the times, uh, you know, with, with that kind of a judgment on, on creepy looking white guys. Would you rather uh, be racist or dead? You know what I mean? Like, I tried to tell that to a little girl that I dated. She's like little, she's 14 <laughs> years old. No, she was uh, younger than me and smaller than me. She was smaller than everybody. I'm like, listen, you know, like if you see a group of guys on the corner in front of the bodega and they all got bags in their hands, they're smoking weed. And just just cross the street and go over. You know what I mean? But she's like, I don't want to be racist. Right, exactly. So we're we're always coming up as female performers. We're always come up, or just as females in general, we're always coming across that fork in the road. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult for you guys. So and and especially during this week with uh, with Mister Talented. Do you remember finding out who this guy was, and and how did you feel about it when you found out that he was an artist and a bow tie designer? Well, that was, um, right, he wasn't a complete loser. Like, he actually had gone to <laughs> FIT, and he called himself Mr. Talented. And um, I don't know, it was really creepy. It was, it, you know, because usually the guys that I'm scared of are my ex-boyfriends. 
So to have to be afraid of more than just the guys that I have, you know. Yeah, there's other creeps out there. I guess so the ex-boyfriends, once they get a taste of the coup, they can't fucking uh, get it off their minds. The, the taste <laughs> of victory still on their lips. Uh, do you, do you uh, find you break up with your boyfriends more or that uh, they walk away from it? Yeah, I find that I break up more. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out if you're crazy. Uh, I, I, and I don't think you're crazy. I, I th there's no red flags on Esther Koo. That's a rarity. That's a, that's, that, that is a rarity in, in a woman today and, and something to be admired. Uh, those bow ties he designs, he was always trying to get a celebrity to put them on and stuff like that. I mean, I, as, a, as a performer, I'm embarrassed to do shit like that. But I guess an entrepreneur, it's kind of a different deal. You're always trying to get your product in front of people. Totally. And, you know, people think they, they see celebrities on TV, they think they're inaccessible. But I've been in the same room with many celebrities and I've never asked for a picture. But if I wanted to, I'm sure they would have said, sure, go ahead, take a picture. So they're not completely inaccessible. Yeah. Speaking of inaccessible, uh, what about Asian women now? Uh, from the point of view of, of a creepy white guy, uh, it, it, I, I never have really uh, thought to approach uh like a, a, an Asian uh, woman, uh, you know, in any way in public, a stranger especially. I mean, I, 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 that's, I've only done that a couple of times with uh, women who looked exactly like me. I mean, they looked like me with a wig, you know. <laughs> uh, so uh, is, what is that? Is there, do you find that you're uh, difficult to approach for people? Well, here's the thing. If anybody approaches me on the street, no matter black, white, whatever creepy color you are, um, <laughs> I'm not going to respond because that's not a good story to tell your friends. Where'd you guys meet? On 6th Avenue? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> right. You know, you need every Where girl should we approach a good you? story, okay? We want, like, a nice story to tell people in case this thing gets somewhere and you guys, you know, stay together. You don't want to say... You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you're always always looking ahead, you know, to what if it works out, huh? Right. So <laughs> you gotta have a meet cute. Thinking the Asian women were racist, but he just had his location services uh, disabled, and he just, you know. I think you. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. He should have gone to Japan, and he would have been popular there because he was like, he wasn't a bad-looking guy, but Asians in this country, we just have. You know, like we're at like the top of the online dating list. So if some guy approaches us on the street, it's like, dude, have you seen my online dating profile? Everybody wants me online. You think you could just grab me off the street? Yeah. But, but <laughs> Japan, there's like no black guys. So when the, the minute a black guy arrives in Japan, girls are all over him. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, what about a white guy? What about like like just a regular ass white dude? Did, 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 would I get similar attention if I went to Japan? Oh hell yeah! Even oh, okay. even ugly white guys get laid like crazy there. <laughs> that would be a treat. That see, that's uh, it. Sounds like paradise, doesn't it, Ryan? Oh, wow. It sounds like the place it we sounds, all want to be. It sounds like I'm the only part of uh, I'm the only guy, Japanese Puerto Rican that would get rejected out there because yeah. I'm tainted. Tainted, you look yeah, you're like you look like a jungle Asian. I do. What about us? Wait, who's white Japanese guys? Puerto Rican? I am. You want me to get in the camera? Yeah, let me see. Cool. Let's see what Ryan looks like. Yeah. Can't you point the camera back to? Oh, you can't do that because. Uh, yeah, just come on. It's pretty pretty informal. Come on out of the tech booth and meet uh, Esther Koo. That's what she looks like. Hi. That's, uh, Ryan Katsu Rivera, oh. aka Asian Pat Dixon. <laughs> Definitely more Asian looking than Puerto Rican. Yeah, 
It's yeah, uh, until he starts stealing shit, you know, <laughs> and then he yeah. takes on a real Puerto Rican kind of look. Uh, no, he's he's not a thief. Uh, he's a very uh, honest sort of guy. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, get back in the booth, uh, Asian me. You're, you're freaking me out a little bit. Okay. How long could that go on? <laughs> that guy, uh, he brought me four cigarettes. He, he dropped it like it was a full pack of cigarettes. Uh, that, like, oh, yeah, because he's in Jersey and they cost less. And he plops it down. It's like three cigarettes left in the pack. So, uh, you know, one thing about this is, uh, and, and I thought this was an interesting take on it because there was uh, sort of a, like an Asian organization or of some sort, and a woman wrote a blog, and she was giving her point of view on this, uh, saying what she thought was going wrong. How come, uh, you know, this guy uh, was creeping and, and, and attacking and, and doing the things that he did? Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, she says it's basically because of like, uh, entitlement, you know, that men feel, uh, in general, you know, that it like seeps into the, you know, uh, the, to the public consciousness and stuff like that. I really don't think that's the case with this particular guy, maybe with a frat guy who goes a little too far, but not a psycho who's in the streets hitting people with a, with a bag. I mean, maybe did the police check his like web history? Maybe he was only looking at Asian porn. Who the fuck knows? Well, he did fetishize it a little bit, but I mean, uh, you know, that's just what he likes. I mean, like, uh, if you have a preference, like, I don't have any problem with being turned down by anybody uh, based on the color of my skin, because like, uh, maybe they just don't like that. You know what I mean? Some women prefer black guys. Some some women prefer, uh, you know. Uh, right, I would rather them. Uh, then that's an okay excuse. Exactly. It's it's like it sort of gets you out of. Uh, it's not personal at all. You know what right. I mean? Right. Uh, it's fine uh, if your vagina's racist, but not you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Vaginas can be as racist as they want. Not yeah. fucking somebody is not a hate crime. I blame my racist vagina for rejecting guys all the time, and I'm like, listen, you're a decent guy. It just won't satisfy me, and. You know, we call it a day and everybody goes home fine. No feelings hurt. Right. This sounds like a challenge almost, though, you know? Maybe he was hitting them to mark the ones that he'd already approached. Yeah, that could be true, too, yeah, because he said he, he approached 1,500 women I mean, in 350 days. Uh, yeah, I mean, after a while, you do sort of lose track. Know. Oh, I hit that one. But he didn't hit that many. He only hit, he only hit like four. Okay. You know what? It's a, it's really a, an interesting time when, like, uh, a, you know, hitting four people is a crime spree, and that that the cops are onto it that quickly. I mean, it's a city of eight and a half million people, and uh, they go, "Oh wow, we're noticing a pattern here." Does that make you feel safe? Um, I mean, it was a spree because I was fucking terrified uh -huh. of running into him, and uh -huh. in New York, like, I've run into exes at the most random spots, so. I'm like, did this guy talk to me? I don't know. You do. You didn't. Oh yeah. You. Did, oh, he might have, huh? I mean, you. You probably get hit on like, like how many times a day? I mean, well, here's another thing about like Asian women is that we're just shyer than white women. So if you were to hit on a white woman walking down the street, she doesn't have a problem saying, "Oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend." Oh, I'm. I have a husband. I'm married or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Asian women, like, for the longest time, I couldn't talk in public to strangers because I was like, I was just so scared to talk to like non-Korean people because I was, you know what I mean? Like when you're raised in this country by Koreans or by whatever you are, yeah. and all of a sudden white people talk to you, like it was like scary for me. I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, if I, from your perspective, growing up in another country and then, and then like it, it's an insular kind of thing, a community, right? When you have that. Well, no, I didn't even grow up in another country. I was born in Chicago. 
But like, I remember Chicago, like Illinois, United States. Yeah. Okay. And I remember like. Well, then what's your fucking problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, growing up culturally Korean, oh. I just I was just shyer because you know you guys are the white devil, so we don't know if we could trust you. And then don't even get me started on the black devil. So oh, yeah. it, it's like we, you know, you're a lot of a lot of Asians are taught to not trust like people outside of whatever race they are. Really, so, that I didn't know. Yeah, they can it, be does, super insular and racist. Does that does that extend to like uh, like other types of Asians? Like like don't trust the Japanese or don't trust the Chinese. Definitely. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And and how is I, I need to learn how to tell the difference because like it's I I'm I really sometimes I can take a guess. I usually what I can say is that like uh, if if, uh, if if someone looks like they're from the future, they're Japanese. <laughs> and if they cough and spit on the floor, Chinese. If their teeth are fucked up, Japanese. Oh really? Fucked up teeth? I would have thought Chinese. I, what do I know? I know nothing. See, it's like uh, help me out. What? How do I? How can I tell? What do you look for? Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to even tell. I mean, I could tell who Koreans are. Oh, okay. And then uh, just because handshake. I've just because I've met enough Koreans that I've been like, oh, that looks like a Korean face. Or a lot of <laughs> Koreans have like big heads, like big blockheads, like <laughs> Irish people. You know? I didn't know that. Wait, you can't they've tell got, the difference. A lifetime of drinking. I got a little bit of Irish in me, and I think I got that's I got the big head. I got the Scotch Irish head. No, you look proportional, but some Irish guys, they have a huge blockhead, and so do Koreans, probably because of their drinking problem. But um, Chinese people, I don't know. It, it's hard. Like, I went to China. Everybody thought I was Chinese. So much oh, stuff you want to hate a group, but you don't even know who they are. Like, it's Tony Tudor speaking to you for some reason. Uh, What's up, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's a great guy. He lives in the woods. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, and, and he's a, he's a, an 18 year career babysitter uh, who also does stand up. He has a very good stand up. Uh, oh, wow. some, uh, someday you'll be seeing him, uh, you know, on television somewhere. Where will we be seeing you sometime soon, Esther? You got uh, anything interesting coming up? Um, I do have stuff coming up, but I can't talk about it right now. Well, that's the best not... kind of stuff. That's exciting. Something you can't <laughs> talk not, about. It's not finished yet, but you can. Um, uh, I have a bunch of videos on my website, funnycoo.com. You could check me out there. Okay, funnycoo.com. Now I want to like back to this uh, blog thing uh, for for one more moment. Now, uh, one thing, one point that the that the woman makes in writing about um, uh, this whole situation. This is after uh, Mr. Uh, Talented was dead. And really, if a guy gets killed, isn't that so much better than just being arrested and then like you know let out oh with like God, a small? I was I was so relieved when he killed himself. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she says uh, women do not owe men anything and have control of their own bodies. And we should start seeing these kinds of attacks as not isolated incidents, but part of a larger scheme of an ongoing problem of misogyny and toxic masculinity and stop normalizing uh, such misogyny and objectification of women. I, I, don't, I don't think that most of society sees a, a guy like, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Talented and goes, oh, yeah, that's normal. You know, I mean, oh. I, I didn't feel he was normalized in any way. No, definitely not. That was definitely a freak of a story. Yeah. Yeah, and and that woman who got hit um, who was just sitting on that park bench in Little Italy. Yeah, in front of Paragot, yeah. Yeah, I read in the story, it was like she wasn't, the owner was like, she wasn't a customer. She was just, a lot of people just sit on the bench, right? And <laughs> right. that's a very Asian thing to do, is not be a paying customer and just use a business's bench, right? <laughs> so I was like, 
I was like, I'm never using a bench ever again. That's really funny. I didn't know that. That's a, that, that's a stereotype I've never heard. <laughs> you mean like in other things too, or just like specifically with like a bench type thing? Or like using the bathroom of a restaurant that you're not eating at. I must have some Asian in me because, like, uh, I find myself in that situation. You know what we did? Me and the wife were driving down to uh, do the holidays in the South, in Kentucky or South Carolina or wherever I'm from. And uh, we had to stop and, and, and go to the bathroom. And I go, here's what we'll do. Go to a hotel. That's what you do. Hotels have very clean bathrooms. There's never a line. Nobody's ever there. It's dead. And uh, nobody ever uses those because you have a, a bathroom in the room. So we just go in and go, like, uh, hey, we're thinking about getting a room. Are you going to the bathroom? Okay. And then we just kind of like go off and, and just wreck the place. Yeah, no, hotels, like comedians know that hotels are a place to pee and poo. Yeah. <laughs> Even get a, a little continental breakfast, too, uh, if, if you have a key card that you can bring in. Or maybe even if you don't, you run in and grab a fucking waffle real quick. I don't think anybody's going to yeah, say Yeah, and anything. if you're lucky, you might even run into Kevin Brennan or something. Yeah. <laughs> or making some hotel lobby waffles. Kevin Brennan, man. Yes, yeah, isn't he great? I have an idea. You know what I think about Kevin Brennan? I think I've told you this before. I think the part he was born to play is uh, an angry cripple in a wheelchair. <gasps> don't would, say that. Wouldn't he just be great? I don't mean in life. I mean, just I think he would really... Ex <laughs> he would excel at that, right? It just seems right. Well, hey, Esther. Uh, it's, you know, nurse, caretaker. Yeah. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. All right. Okay, bye, guys. Yeah. Stay away from those bow tie designers. Definitely. Mm. Isn't she a peach? Esther Coon. Yeah. Nice. She's something else. Yikes. She's filled with life, isn't she? She's curious she about is. you. You think she, so? She messaged me. She goes, why do you have an Asian Pat Dixon on your show? <laughs> I, don't... I said, good question. Right. <laughs> I said, I said, Gavin had one, and I had to have one, too. That's true. Well, I mean, yours came first. That's true. I, I, I'm glad you pointed that out. I didn't want to have to be the one to do that. <laughs> well, we're talking about Mr. Talented still. Now, Mr. Talented had uh, four victims now. They had video of him. Do we have video, uh, the surveillance footage, so we can see what he looks yes, like? Yes, we do. Pulling up let's right, let's right look now. at this real quick. Now, hey, you got to know, if, if you commit uh, four of the same kind of crimes against the same kind of ethnicity in Manhattan... Well, where it's going to get out, and there's video everywhere. They're going to look at it, and then they're going to know who the fuck you are. You're going to think ahead. You know, if I was going to try and date an, an Asian woman, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. Go to Chinatown to find the most Asian of the Asian. I mean, you can't even eat Chinese food down there. I mean, if you, if you like it authentic, you know what I mean? But like, uh, See, I, I don't think this... like a little American mixture, you know, like, like a yeah. starfish club, you know. Right, it's like that, a little bacon and cheese on it. Let's look at that by video. The health inspectors and Go ahead and show it up. Yeah, there was one place they were rolling dumplings outside. There was rats everywhere. Yeah. That, that was in the newspaper. Why are we looking at video, Ryan? Is it me? What are you, fucking I, uh, you Stone John? I'm having a moment, yeah. <laughs> See, what I don't get, though. It's not as easy as it looks, I guess. No. I, I looked at some early shows with me uh, hosting here. It was yeah. one ant... Mr. Ant Cumia, Anthony Cumia, mm. the legend, you know, ra radio uh, legend and, and superstar. Uh, superstar sounds sarcastic, but he is a superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't mean it that way. But he was here on my show. I was so lucky to have him. And, uh, and I was watching the way I was talking to the booth. It was early on. And there was some guy in there. I can't remember his name, but he really got my ass. Didn't like <laughs> you don't him. remember his name? I don't remember his name. 
it doesn't matter. We don't have to talk about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, not a fan. And uh, I was, and the way I was talking to the, I was like mortified to see myself doing that. The way I, I mean, I was like, ah, it was, uh, it wasn't yelling in a funny way. It was just, I was kind of snotty. I felt bad about it. He brought you to it, though. I mean, I was insufferable. He did bring me to it. Here's Mr. Talented walking down the street with his bag. You know, Uh, that was worth the wait. This story, though, (laughs) put me at ease. Yeah, put you at ease. Well, if you hear that this is the worst thing going on in New York, is that people are getting hit in the head once. Yeah. You'd think of New York like pretty heinous crimes going on. If this is the worst thing going on, like nothing else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's a good day. Yeah, especially in a, you know, <laughs> you know? A, you're getting getting to be a hot summer of 2015. Yeah, there's, I mean... Oh, there was still a lot of worse. Like, I mean, that, this is safe. Kind of. I don't know if I could say this is the only thing going on, but like it was, it was a story because whenever you have somebody that's targeted like that, it's it's an interesting, clickable kind of a story. You're like, there's some weirdo doing a weird thing, and uh, once they found out who he was, I became very interested. You know, this guy was uh, like we were talking about with with Esther. He was very obsessed with Asian culture. She says this this blog person. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't see this mentioned anywhere else. Drinking bubble tea, <laughs> wanting to learn Japanese to speak to more Asian women. Well, just wanting to is not really. The guy had a lot of irons on the fire. You know what I mean? He was. A, this guy would make bow ties. Let's look at some of the bow ties that he made. This guy was a bow tie designer. How many bow tie designers do you know? Novelty, fine novelty uh, bow ties. Throw them up. Uh, that he he would. Uh, he was buttonhole celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. Trying to, you know, get them to get away. See, there's one that says Barack K. Obama. <laughs> and that's uh, that's one made out of dice. That's for the gambler. So the crap shooter says, I got a leather vest. You know why he made a bow tie made of dice? Why is that? He for needed the-, the money. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, he can need the money in one hand and shit in the other. Because I don't think these things were flying off the shelves. Uh, there's a Facebook page too uh, for this. If you, you know, like a, a lot of Mr. Talented's uh, online presence is is pretty much unchanged. There's another close up there. I don't know what those numbers add up to, but I bet it's I bet there's significance to it because there always seems to be a significance with the numbers he throws out in his blog. By the way, his name is Tyrell Shaw. There he is, standing there in one of his bow ties. Is that him or is that a celebrity? I can't really. I tell. can't tell because like the hair is different, but his face is pretty goddamn similar. But the skin tone is different. He's yeah, more that, of a chocolate. That, like, that guy's like a you know cocoa. Oh really? I mean, I can't. His skin tone is is so hard for me to judge. I don't really see color. Uh, who's that that he's with? Serena Williams. Williams yeah. It it wouldn't like wear it, the yeah. tie, I guess. But Jesus, she's a fucking monster. Yeah, she's, that. she looks like Peter Tosh. <laughs> Or Le- Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Worst first of American woman ever. I mean, that's ridiculous. He didn't even cover it. He just like, that's like some garbage. Now uh, they're eating there. This guy, for a 25-year-old man with so much going on, yeah, and then a quarter of a century, and he met during this period more celebrities than, than anybody I know. He, he, you know, he has Russell Crowe. There's Adam Sandler wearing a suit. Now, Adam Sandler was the first one to wear the tie. This is a singer, right? What is his name? Nick uh, Cannon? Nick, Nick Cannon, for Christ's sake. He does a bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, he's an actor, singer. Been around for a while. I think he was in that movie, Are You There Yet? Uh, the, Mariah Carey. He, he played the asshole uh, father who rejected yeah. the children. I, did you see that movie, Are You There Yet? Are We There Yet? It was with Ice, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. 
Ice Cube, who uh, is uh, riding along. He's trying to get along with these children so they can, uh, you know, whatever. They, and, and, and live their lives as a happy family, yada, yada. And they run away because uh, they're trying to get to their dad who, uh, who stood them up on Christmas. They're like, well, we'll just go to him if he's sick. He's sick. We're going to go to And they kept going, we don't want to see dad. We want to see dad. So they fucking run away from Ice Cube. And yeah. the whole movie, this is going on. And they, they, you know how kids in movies, it's supposed to be like, uh, they, they're just a pain in the ass, you know? And, yeah. and they do all these things and you go, man, I hate those kids, you know? But that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, but they're yeah. adorable. And if you have kids, I guess maybe it feels that way. I don't have kids, obviously. So I don't think, I, yeah. so like uh, these kids, after the whole movie, it's theater full of people. I'm watching a matinee. Do you believe that? Are we there yet? <laughs> Hacked at a matinee, and uh, so these kids. Did they, you they, they, no, no, I was with the. Uh, okay. So uh, they uh, walk up to the window of their dad's place and they peek in. Yeah. And he's in there with his new family, his wife and baby, oh. not sick at all, and he their must... faces fall. I mean, they've been given ice cubes so much shit, and I burst out laughing. Yeah. Just great peals of sarcastic laughter. Until people in the theater were angry. I felt so good. I felt so happy that those children were let down. Best thing that ever happened. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, joke's on you. You you should have just chosen Ice Cube. The motherfucker was in NWA and shit, right? Wasn't he in NWA? Yeah. Yeah. Here's some quotes from the... Uh, blog i realized this is a mr talented's blog i realized that i would have to use violence in order to get the response that i desire because that's what you say what is this guy's problem i say here we go look at this this is what this is what they did this looks like the tv series the one i saw was an ice cube movie maybe this is are we there yet six or oh there he is there's ice cube that's how they got okay that was i i get it this is the trailer ice cube that was the original, and then he came in, this next boyfriend. They're going to run him off, too. He hangs out with Jay Moore. That was a sexy woman a minute ago. Now he's trying to... Nick, this is huge! Uncle Nick loves kids. <laughs> Uncle Nick loves kids. He's the enemy. Be careful opening that door. See? Fuck up his car. What is he? He put a gun in his pocket, so he's going to get a... <laughs> Where do you think you get the gun from? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, oh no. You don't want that guy jumping on you. That's all because of that kid. Are we there yet? <laughs> so look at this. You do not have to pee. I'm sure the carpet is absorbent. Here it comes. I'm sure the carpet is absorbent. That's about to go way too far. Yo, how's it going with the little brat? Open up. Oh my god. Jay Moore called us brats. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this is a real, this is bad. We have to steal the car. Yeah. Look at this, these are children fucking with his ride. Which in the movie, I, I can tell you the context, he very much liked his vehicle. That's his, this is whip, yo. Now look at this, they're laughing as he, trying to catch a train, steals a horse. Part of the family. Look at that. Oh, horse black rider. Now there's a deer. He had to fight a deer over these kids. They snuck a fucking deer into his pocket. And that Jay Moore, they're showing him again. I don't remember him being prominent in the movie. I think that's more than he's actually in the movie. They cut into some deleted scenes. See, look at that. They end up going off the side of a cliff. Here they're on a bus. 
Look at that. They think it's hilarious when yeah, he gets hurt. Die. Like, well, fuck you, kids. So then they then they get sad and everyone gets upset. Yeah, because they want to see their real dad and they don't take him seriously. So they so they go to see their real dad and then like, oh no, he, he he's moved on with his life. He's not with the old fucking. Wonder why? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, your kids are a nightmare. Yeah. There's nothing good about you. I don't even like the actors who played those kids. No. So, I mean, what happened with Mr. Talented is, I mean, this is loosely what the show is about. <laughs> Mr. Talented got tired of hitting on women and having them, like, uh, you know, turn him down. Yeah. He said he's frustrating, so he said, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him in the nose. He called it the nose game. It's like the knockout game. And you know how it is? Mm -hmm. If a white person, white guy, if I punch somebody, yeah. hate crime. You know, a black person pushes somebody, it's a game! Right, right, right. playing a game. What are you talking about? I've said it before. Well, he calls it the nose game, and what he would do is approach Asian women, and if they didn't go for his uh, lines, God knows what he was even saying to these ladies, too. What's his pickup line, you know? Right. I mean, uh, let's, let's, let's just think about this. Let's think of, because he, he, he was talking about how he didn't understand how come, you know, they, uh, they weren't into him, and here's how he describes it, you see. He says, uh, you know, what he wanted was an Asian wife. He's what he's looking for, right? So he says uh, he's talking about his work here, you know, and he's talking about how he, he, how he's such a good guy. He says, I'd like to consider myself a writer, but colleagues would call me a designer or an artist. I've displayed my work at Poplar <laughs> restaurants in New York, like Nello, New York, where I studied the entire Upper East Side. Well, you've displayed your work at restaurants. Why didn't you say so? Not a lot of people can say that. Hangs right next to the chalkboard with the specials. <laughs> I've also had an art show at Marcus Samuelson's Red Rooster. Well, where I've made uh, so many local friends. My blog has over 100,000 views, and my designs are sold on Aim Aim on 29th Street and Broadway Avenue. My work has been featured on Humans of New York and Respect Magazine. I'm pretty established in the art world. You see, the problem is it's hard to squeeze all that into an opening line. You seem desperate. But, you know, like, if you meet a pretty Asian girl, you just say something complimentary, but still kind of mysterious. That's the way you do that. You say something like, uh, you say, uh, nice dragon. Good, yeah. You know? She'd be complimented by that, right? So like, what? I mean, it sounds... So you get her attention. Tell her tell her something like this. Like, say, you know what? I could go for a couple of those hundred-year-old eggs. <laughs> Over easy, if you know what I mean. See how that would work? Yeah, I do. But I, I think the best thing that happened was... The news coming out about him doing this because he probably didn't get rejected after that. No, absolutely not. I mean, he was probably like, yes, like, like you know, yeah, they will. Girls were saying yes to everyone. <laughs> I'm not taking any shit. I was hitting on Asian women when I heard that. <laughs> How about this for pickup line? How about this? Uh, what's your sign? Let me guess. Snake. <laughs> Rat. Ox. <laughs> Nothing's complimentary. He's a donkey. Is <laughs> year of the donkey. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Is I, sort of his suicide note, I think. And let's just go through this line by line. I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is exact suicide note. Mr. Talented Tyrell Shaw. There's so much. This has got to be part one, but it'll get confusing because we've talked about many, many aspects. Now, this is something from called "Why I Decided to Leave Earth." He says, uh, I, wanted the, I want the media to know that I was very punctilious. That sends us all running for the dictionary. It means showing great attention to detail or correct behavior. Mm. I'd say you're not especially punctilious. <laughs> 
whatever happened to goodbye cruel world anyway for christ's sake for a suicide note <laughs> he says i've always treated with the treated women with the utmost respect well wow respect utmost always i'm not really sure which word to take exception to first <laughs> i never wanted to reach the conclusion that asian women would never take me serious because of the color of my skin i think you did I think that's exactly what you wanted to come to. In less than 350 days, I talked to 1,500 Asian women, and none of them took time out of their day to say hello. 1,500? 1,500. Only kid four? I mean, yeah. When you think about it that way, yeah, it's a lot less hitting than he could have done. They all turned him down. Yeah, yeah. He showed mercy on, you know, like 1,496 women. Now, but I, but, but anybody who's talking to 1,500. Asian women to try to get a date. I got two words for you: massage parlors. Yeah, I was just check it out. You, you got eighty bucks. They will say hello for that. Or mail mail order brides. I mean, yeah. Well, let me tell you a story about that. By the way, and and I agree with you. In that three hundred fifty days, fifteen hundred people. Please, what? How does he know? That might have been ten women one hundred and fifty times. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, he, <laughs> Unless you're checking ID, you really don't know. He started hitting them, I think. That's what I'm saying. He's branding, like, I already hit. So they all gave up. I mean, he, he gave up. He said, I became furious. I never, I never agreed with violence, but I knew the only way I would overcome that sense of rejection mm -hmm. would, uh, would start by assaulting the women that carelessly rejected me. So, and, I, and actually, I can, see, I can see how that could be therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know he's crazy, but that could work. On the other hand, you know, you, you can't have real rejection without investment. If the woman never... He's trying to better himself. Yeah, he's trying to better himself. But if the woman never talked to you, that's a low-level rejection. And I, if, yeah. if you've ever... Until you've been married to a woman who wanted to separate after, say, five years of marriage, and, and when you said, listen, baby, I don't want this. You know, this is us. We, we always come through, you know, and, and, and you said that because in the past it's always worked, right? But this time she just looks at you like you just suggested anal. <laughs> you know, you're fucking delusional, you know? And then, and then you think she's going to take a little while to pack, but she's already got the bag packed in the closet. <laughs> and then when she's walking out the door with her little pet carriers in each hand, yeah. about to step into a car you don't recognize. Right. And you think she's going to, like, give you one last piece of her mind, but she doesn't. She doesn't say a goddamn word except when the door slams later. That's what she says, later. And she didn't even hesitate when she left. It's like she was late for work. <laughs> so until you've experienced that, you don't know what rejection is, sir. It's very great. You should deal with it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're very, very selfish. He's a very, he's a very selfish man, Mr. He should, instead of Mr. Talented, he should call himself Mr. Selfish. Yeah. I think that would be more accurate, don't you? I think so. Yeah, this guy was just. All yeah, and if you want to meet fourteen hundred Asian women, you just you just visit the factory they make them in. <laughs> the robots. Well, I, didn't, I forgot he was. Well, now uh, listen. This is interesting because he says he's infatuated as the, as the like suicide note or what. It's one. He had several final ones that kind of seemed to to jockey for position. A suicide note. I'm infatuated with the idea of having an Asian wife and raising children. Asian wife. Now listen. I knew a guy named Bobby Hedges down in Houston, and he was uh, six six, about six six, goes about three eighty, and uh, just a hairy Greek giant. Yeah. Like if this guy approached any Asian man or woman on the street, they'd be terrified. They would point, they'd be terrified, and they would yell King Kong. 
you just you do whatever he says. Yeah. And he had a very cute, tiny, and uh, and sweet, much younger Chinese wife. And uh, he ordered it through the mail. Yeah, that's it. That's... He didn't pound the pavement. He just put it on the MasterCard. You can get a woman through uh, Amazon, though. Oh, yeah. I mean... Amazon women. Yeah, Amazon... I don't know. You know that you can afford a magazine, and... Uh... He said, I overworked myself for a simple idea of romance. I didn't expect this amount of attention from the media, but I had to do it. Well, you carried out a bizarre series of assaults on a particular ethnic group and gender days apart. Someone blocks away from one another in Manhattan and then blogged about it. Seems hard to believe he wasn't trying to get along. I think he was just trying to sell ties. <laughs> this fucker was trying to sell ties. He was also trying to start a race war. This is such a dense, dense... I, you think, like, well, one topic, we can never make that last. Really. No, I mean, this guy, it just goes on and on because he finally killed himself. And the way... That would start a race war. Um, how uh, bashing uh, women in the, in the nose? Yeah, how, why would certain people, you know... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess whenever you introduce an element of violence into the... Uh, you know, into a city uh, like like New York or anywhere else, it can have that potential. You know, I mean, next thing you know, it's some kind of a, a like a a planned mall fight. You know, which I don't know. I've never heard the term planned mall fight until this past weekend. A, a gigant, a large planned mall fight. That's a riot, isn't it? Is that what a riot is? So wait, they plan to go. I, I, there are malls all over the country. And they just all show up. To, they have grudges to settle all of a sudden, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you wanted some pants. Look, uh, here's something very interesting now yeah, about this. About this, here's how he arrived at the decision. He says, "I couldn't understand why Asian women didn't find me attractive. Suddenly, I assumed that the ones I'm attracted to use cocaine, so I decided to play a game." Usually, girls who do cocaine are more attractive. Like, you're talking to the mic a little bit there, Tony. Oh, yeah. You're just, you are relaxing. Sorry about you are that. falling back on your on your back ass. Yeah, just, usually, girls who do cocaine, I feel like, are a little bit more willing to do, yeah, yeah, to do whatever to get more coke. Right. That's why they weren't attracted to you. You didn't have any cocaine. Yeah, I mean, it's actually hard to write like this, though. You ever tried to write something like this? Suddenly, I assume that the ones that I'm attracted to use cocaine. I would. Every line yeah. of this note. Makes a sound like a cartoon arrow going into an oak tree. <laughs> yeah. You suddenly, suddenly assume 1,500 women he hit on were on coke. So I decided to play a game, bash, bash Asian women in the nose so they could stop sniffing cocaine and give me a chance. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. That I, makes perfect I didn't think about that. You yeah. suddenly came to the assumption that they were all on cocaine. I suddenly assumed it, yes. <laughs> Again, drugs not a deterrent when it comes to meeting and hooking up with women, but you know what is? Bashing them in the fucking nose. <laughs> that is a deal breaker for a majority of women. Do you think they would come back and be like, thank you, you stopped me from doing coke? Yeah. I'm going to marry you now, like... Oh, I mean, in terms of drug rehabilitation, uh, you know, they're hugging not, him. It's just what step is that? You know, <laughs> what step is bashing him in the nose? Mr. Talented, you know, does another wonderful thing. He stops all Asian women from doing cocaine. Uh, first, I thought I could get away with it. He says one million noses. That's what he wanted to do. He had his sights set at one million noses. But at the sixth victim, I felt a little discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, See, that's the problem with the people that the kids today they don't got the, they don't follow through. This is all out of uh, Mr. Talented's blog. He, he, he was way off. If he, he was thought he could get away with it. And he, six. Get away with it. He, he has six victims. <laughs> so there's two we don't know about apparently, but the four 
Uh, yeah, six. You know, he should have actually studied Oriental culture more because I think it was Lao Tzu that said the journey of one million noses begins with a single cunt. <laughs> That's where it should just fade out, probably. <laughs> just the end of the whole discussion. Uh, we have to talk about the way he killed himself. Oh my God, look at the time. This is ridiculous. Oh, we really fucked up starting late, huh? <clears throat> Esther Koo was great, wasn't she? Yeah, she was... We got a big studio audience here. How about a round of applause for Esther Koo? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and also uh, for Tony Tudor. Thanks. Right? That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, it's all right. We'll just... Uh... So... Um, Tied a noose to the bottom of an elevator, mm -hmm. bottom of an elevator shaft, and then he figured, because there's a little space you can get in, that the next time they push the button, it would jerk him right up in the air, and he'd be hung. Murdered. Murdered. Uh -huh. Not even a real suicide. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Accidental murder, which is an ironic thing, because you have to have intent for murder. So I guess it would be involuntary manslaughter. Right. And now where does that put that person just want to go to the fifth floor? Well, that's pretty fucked up. I invited an Asian girl over. He started to stink. It smelled like a big rat. He said he's... Oh, God. He was wearing a space suit, too. I mean... Well, when he said, died, he was? Very rich. He was wearing a space suit. Uh. And that was the end of his life. Uh, uh, I have to say, uh, it's, a, it's, it's something I could... Uh, very bizarre. And by the way, if you want to know, it's Mr. Talented at WordPress. Is that how you get to... Is that the address? Mr. Talented at WordPress.com. Or is it wordpress.com slash Mr. Talented? If you just type into your uh, search engine there, Mr. Talented, and uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, wordpress.com. Forget all that. Google Mr. Talented and WordPress. That'll take you to his blog. And then he's from there... He's putting stuff out. He's got it programmed to go for at least 10 years, so he's going to keep updating he's blog He's remembering posts. people's birthdays? We'll, really? talk about that on we'll talk about that next time, I guess. Jesus. I mean, like, hey... We gotta, I, I, I can't be here you, all night. You know what they call um, uh, the white guys that are obsessed with Asian culture? No, why? They call them, uh, this is real, the weeaboos. Weeaboos? Yeah. Was, so I'm, I'm just wondering what you would call, you know, just the black gentleman that's uh, obsessed with Asian culture. I don't know. I, I You just know what? I'll be a black guy. Going by that, <laughs> I cannot think of how that, there's no logical progression to that at all, but... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something about, about Asians. They don't eat any uh, dairy. Well, they don't eat do, any dairy, you'll be, right? You'll be very upset, yeah, because your stomach will be upset. Right. And so, like, uh, we do as Americans, right. and we exude a uh, uh, kind of an odor oh, huh. that the, the true Asian people can smell. What? Really? It doesn't smell good. And uh, it's it's probably sort of like the Arabs with the curry. So it's, oh. And so, and, 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 it's, uh, and they have a word for it. I think it's something like a Buddha de Kai. Which means butter stinker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I met a butter stinker. Everything was hot butter stinker. <laughs> Brian Katsu Rivera. Tony Tudor. All right, now. Hell, I got to get out of here. I got comedy to go do downtown. Uh, what you ought to do is check out crimereport.nyc. There's a, over 100 free programs that you can listen to there. Push and play. You don't have to download and all that stuff. Don't make no time. Subscribe if you get a chance. Leave a nice comment. Always appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you, Tony. Thanks. Thank you, Tudor.
Agenda State. I'll keep sitting here for a while. Yeah, that's my website. Thanks for that graphic. It looks good, right? Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Well, I didn't you see. I didn't know that was right or wrong, but I said. Yeah, I mean, they they should have told me beforehand. You got to wash your body. You don't want to be dirty. dirty babysitting. Oh, you're, you're setting an example for these kids. You're not just watching them, but they're learning from you. you exactly. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and and there's a difference in tutoring and babysitting. Now, I was wondering how come, like, a woman would babysit and charge fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. That's about the most they can get. Uh, and then uh, she'd do everything for that kid, you know. If, if they shit their pants, they got to change a diaper. Yep. And if they uh, uh, if they, they need something to eat, they got to get something to eat. And if yeah. they don't, they you know they still got to check. You got to check that diaper. They shit their pants. Yeah. Still got to take their pants off. Sometimes you got to check it multiple times. Oh, my, all throughout the night, I'm checking them. I feel like every hour. Yeah, you're just hoping for you know. Uh, yeah. so y'all can just stay out as late as you want. I'll watch them sleep. Yeah, till morning. You know. Yeah, I'll watch <laughs> But a woman will do all that babysit and do everything they need to do and run around and get them food and make sure they get to bed on time and to give them a bath and all. It's a lot of work. But how, come, but how come for that same money? Woman would just come over to, to hang out with me at my place and just see what happens. <laughs> see, you know, I'm not saying uh, they gotta feed me or nothing. Right. Just yeah, these TV, it gets yeah. lonely. No, I understand that. It, um, Loneliness I mean, I, is something you're familiar with, isn't it? Yeah, I. I mean, I'll babysit for free sometimes if you know if I got nothing going on or yeah you know if i'll babysit for free if the price is right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that boy better be pretty though yeah he's got you know? I mean, well yeah you don't want to be you know the word gets out he's with you know he watches fatties and stuff yeah uh, you want to be this guy fucking babysits hot kids you know? you know as a babysitter's nothing more important than your reputation oh absolutely i mean i'm like I also DJ um, school dances for like six, seven, three. Do you really? Yeah. And that, that's where you meet kids to babysit too, you know? You, you can make some contacts. You your card, yeah. Yeah, you get the word out. Right. See, you don't, the people get it wrong. They think they need to convince the parents. You, you convince a kid. Absolutely. And then you get them on your side. And then, uh, you know, you don't even have to tell them you're babysitting all the time. Maybe their parents just ain't home. And you say, I'll come over and watch you. Yeah, I'm, I'm already watching them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, probably keep an eye on them from across the street or something. Or I'm, I'm in the van right out front, you know. Monitoring. And, yeah. Well, you know what? There needs to be more people like you, Tony, just who, who, who cares about the youth. The people don't care about the youth. No, and I've the youth don't care about the youth. They say, oh, the children of the future. Nobody gives a damn. Oh, the children are now. The children are now. And in the future, you know, hopefully that'll be me. I'm a full-time them babysitter. Kids. What's that? I'm a full-time babysitter. Full-time? I, yeah, I mean, I'm one of the big dogs. I've been doing this now for 18 years. Damn, Tony, that's yeah. a that's a hell of a career. Now, you, you probably have a, quite a resume there. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I babysit kids and then their kids now. You're uh, like second generation. Yeah. You're like a, you're like I mean, a Manny. I mean, I'm like really good at this, you know? Yeah. 
Like, and you never lost one, or yeah, like you know, people they they come in and they're out in and out of the game like in a year or so. Yeah, their weekends like those you know, fly by nights. Yeah, I'm like I'm a professional. You know, I've been doing it for years. It's like going to some damn carnival. You know, you just don't know if that roller coaster's been set up right. But if you got a babysitter who's been, you know monitoring children and checking diapers for 18 years 18 you got a sterling reputation absolutely uh, we need to get the word out on that you know I, I i wish kids all had somebody that loved them yeah you know they all a lot of kids need love they do and uh, they need love they need affection <laughs> yeah they do you like, know because that's what love is is affection just like to yeah make them feel good love is affection i uh yeah. was teaching like this kid you know, he was down in the dumps, you could tell. Teach him a lesson. Taught him a couple of lessons. How to, yeah. He was, you know, how to dance with a girl for the school dance. Um, yeah, and so you showed him how, did you show him how to dance? Yeah, I took a bunch of pictures with him with um, different outfits on that yeah. I brought over. Yeah, because he got to get used to that. Right, because you know, he knows what he looks like in clothes. When you, at the prom, you just feel unnatural if you don't know what, what you're getting into photographs, you know, being taken and everything. Now, uh, and you put him in like different kinds of outfits to kind of be attractive yeah they go you find it so, so you know so he'd know what you like kids you right. know yeah. yeah something that i would like to see yeah um and then that i think like wow this like if i was an eighth grade chick i would bang the fuck out of this kid yeah yeah you got to get into the mind of, of, right. of an eighth grade chick yeah. yeah that's what i do and i'm good at that yeah. I'm like, you know, I would love to suck this kid's dick if I was an eighth grade girl. Yeah. If I was just 18, eighth grade rather, and I say, hell, I see him come along, I'm like, I, want, I want that boy's balls in my mouth. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of outfit. You want that outfit to say that. I tell the, you know, and I tell the kids that so they feel good about themselves. And if he ends up having an experience like that, then he's got a babysitter for life. Oh. And you've got a job. You know what? That's the way the economy works. Yep. That's the way it works. You need people that's willing to work. Yep. You need boys that's willing to dress up. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you know, do. And you need eighth grade girls that's willing to suck some dick. Yeah, and and that all works together. Oh, it's like I uh, I'll even make phone calls, you know, for them to the girls. You mm -hmm. know, we'll be in their bedroom and yeah. What do you think of Jimmy? Do you want to? You know, I got this kid to get like he couldn't even get a kiss from her, and he got to finger bang her a week later. See. Is I'm like, you gonna let my boy finger bang you or what? It's progress, and it's uh, you know what? You watch the children age so fast, so, yeah. and so why not yeah. just let it happen? Mm -hmm. You know, why not make sure that that they progress uh, evenly across the board, sexually, in terms of yeah. drugs, in terms of uh, you know, uh, learning about the world. You know, yeah. I, I think that's important. I think you. I think what you do is important. Thank you. you know what it is, and I've been actually thinking about uh, going international. I've been international. Yeah, like I've been uh, learning lang like Chinese. Um, you know, just in case, like. Wow, you're blowing my mind. No, like you're gonna go to. You want babysit some China babies? I mean, I would. I would, if if I got a call and. You know, the prime minister's like, I hear this guy's the best. Uh-huh. And I can see this happening. Well, they're easy to take care of, too. Like, China babies, they just like, you give them some rice. Yeah. You give them a, you know, I, I don't know what the, what else they might to chew on or something. Give them a little piece, give them like a, like a fish head. Yeah, fish head. Or, a, a, you know, you, you, they play that Chinese checkers there. And yeah. They like checkers. <laughs> yeah. No. They haven't learned about checkers yeah. yet. I mean, we used to play checkers on the porch. 
I think nobody could beat my grandpa until he lost his mind, and then everybody could beat him. <laughs> uh, that Chinese checkers is totally different. Totally marbles. different game. It's a different game, and it's um, on a damn circle. Yeah, you, checkers just squares. Yeah, it's, it's ain't no spherical element to checkers. Right. It's, it's a very different game. Yeah, and you need to know this stuff when you're going to babysit. You need to know their customs, you know, because they're not. I can't go there and just start doing what we do here, you know. No. And you don't want to. They don't want to be westernized. No, they don't want to be westernized at all. And these yeah. are, you know, they resist it. Want to be treated like adults too. The the kids it's, want. They want to be treated like grownups. Yeah, for sure. From, from around the time what they eight nine years old. Yeah, from like, you know, it's 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 healthy. I understand. Um, yeah. Well, hey, they're going to grow up. Yeah. That's the thing. Show them how to, and they, yeah, and think about it in China. You won't be babysitting more than one baby at a time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that one baby. Yeah. And they want it took care of, too. One kid, right. They say, don't fuck up our baby. We're going to the movies. <laughs> we'll be back. But this, you better you better take good care of him because that's the only one we got. <laughs> well, we better talk about this other thing. I'm not going to do this the whole time. <clears throat>